Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you joined us for this episode. We're going to be talking about change is an inside job. If you have your Bibles or you can go online and use whatever Bible tool you're using, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. That's where we're going to go first today. You know, when we talk about change, we realize that protesters march for it, politicians pander to it, and pundits talk about it. But almost always, those demanding change are demanding that others do the changing. It's almost always true that it's us that need to change. You know, one time I wanted to know who was responsible for all these issues. And I looked in the mirror and I found out. Change is an inside job. The next time someone screams at you, change, I want you to say back to them, okay, you go first. Now, here's the deal with change and all of the problems that we have. You know, we hear a lot today about the coronavirus and the media feverishly reports every single new case of coronavirus, failing to explain that that may mean the person may have that, but they have no symptoms. They're not infectious. Maybe by the time it's known that they have it. But anyway, the idea is to scare everybody to death that every time there's a, quote, new case, that person and everybody around them is shortly going to die. Well, you know what? We've watched this for about six months, and we know that's simply not true. But as worried as the world is about the coronavirus, mankind faces a far greater internal threat. That's mankind's infection with sin. (laughs) There you go. I was going to listen to this podcast, and here you go, bringing up some idea that my granny talks about. Hey, listen up. Probably the greatest globetrotting theologian, missionary, evangelist in the world, who was most likely fluent in four languages. He was a citizen of the Roman Empire. He was not a nobody. He was very, very sharp. He knew all about the world of his day, from sports to to drama to music. He knew all that stuff. Even he admitted that he had a sin problem. He writes in Romans 7, 14 to 25, starting in verse 14, he writes these words. This is his story. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. 
but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Listen, every person born into the world since Adam and Eve, with the exception of the Lord Jesus Christ, every single person is born with this sin issue. It's not obvious in an infant, but by the time some a child reaches about the age of two, it becomes blatantly evident that that child has the I, me, mind problem, which is the, the core of the sin issue. In fact, this same theologian Paul wrote earlier in the book of Romans, in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I want you to know, even if you are the smartest person in the world, the richest person in the world, whatever you think you are in the world, God says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that includes you. So when we talk about change, we realize that it has to be an inside job. It, it has to occur from within so that when I change within, then my outer actions change as well. You know, a, a leading theologian, R.C. Sproul, told the story that many years ago, he was approached by a leading psychiatrist in South Florida that offered him an enormous amount of money as a salary to join their staff and help treat his patients. Dr. Sproul, a theologian, was just stunned. Well, first of all, he didn't take that position, but he asked him, he said, why would you ask me, a theologian, to come and work on your staff. I don't even have a degree in psychiatry. And the psychiatrist told him, he said, R.C., it's simple. 90% of the people that I deal with every day have issues with unresolved guilt. And you get guilt because you sin, and you know you're wrong, right? So that was the reasoning of the psychiatrist, that these people don't need a psychiatrist. They need a priest for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person alive right now on planet Earth has a sin problem. And let me tell you why it's, a problem. It's not only within you causing issues 
inside and outside, but it's a problem for eternity. Paul also wrote in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now think about what Paul just said. For the wages of sin is death. In other words, if I'm born like we all are, and we have sin in us like an infection, well, there's a payday one day for that. And the payday is physical death, yes, but it's also a spiritual death forever in a place Jesus Christ called hell, apart from God. For the wages of sin is death. But, I love that word, because it offers a different uh, result. But the gift of God, that is, it's not like wages, we're not working for it, it's given to us. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Every person with a sin problem is faced with the ultimate choice. You can accept the gift of Jesus Christ and forgiveness and eternal life, or you can reject the gift. And that's where you are right now. In fact, I can say with absolute metaphysical certitude, that means I'm really sure. I can say for sure that right now, you are either accepting the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ or you are rejecting him. You're not in the middle. You're not between. You're not sort of, kind of, one or the other. You are, you are on one side or the other of that line. Clear cut. Now, I want you to think about this idea of change. In a world raging against injustice, evil, and oppression, the easy way out is to pin all the blame on others and take no personal responsibility for your contribution to the status quo. Status quo, Pastor Ed, what's that? That's Latin for the mess we're in. <laughs> That's what that is. The status quo, when you look around at the way the world is today, is that way because of sin and sinners, of which you are one and I am one. The difference between me and some of you is through, through no, um, you know, I, this is no, not bragging on me. I mean, God did this for me. God gave me the gift of Jesus Christ in eternal life when I became a Christian. I'm not perfect, but I know that I've accepted the gift. I'm not going to get the wages of sin except the death part, but one day Christ will completely conquer that. I'm not getting the wages of sin. I'm getting the gift, something I didn't work for. God gave it to me, the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the difference between me and some of you is some of you listening have not done that. 
You even know what I'm talking about and you've rejected Christ. Some of you perhaps are listening and you didn't even know there were wages for sin and you didn't even know that there has been a gift offered. Well, now you know. I just ruined it even for you. Now you know. Man has a sin problem. God has the solution for the sin problem in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What you do with him, accepting him, and letting him live his life through you, or rejecting him, that determines the ultimate outcome of sin for you in life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, when you demand change, you are talking to yourself first and most of all. That is a great principle to live by. Let me apply that to maybe where you work. Let's just make this very practical. If you're seeing problems where you work and you barge into your boss's office demanding change, you know what would be a better approach is to ask yourself before you do that and get fired, you should ask yourself, what part of this am I responsible for? What can I do better to improve my work? What can I do better to improve the work at our business? And what solutions can I bring to the boss to help solve this? Now, that would be a really mature way to handle that. Or you can be a baby about it and demand change. Now, here's a great principle, and I want you to write this down. I'm serious. Here's the principle. Write it down. Well, I don't have anything to write with. Then, then send a text to yourself with that cell phone you've got that you keep looking at, and you should be listening to me. <laughs> if you want to change the world, start by making your bed in the morning. Oh, what do, what do you mean, Pastor Ed? It's a principle, although I personally think you should do that literally. If you want to change the world, start by making your own bed in the morning. You cannot be a person who lives your life like on, on two wheels, like you see cars in the movies, you know, come around a corner on two wheels because they're just out of control, going too fast. You cannot be a complete pig pen like Charlie Brown, pig pen train wreck in your life and demand that the rest of the world be perfect. If you want to change the world, hey, how about starting by making your own bed tomorrow morning? And you can apply that principle to all parts of your life. Here's an idea. Why don't you change? And then you can lead the way by example. I like what leadership expert John Maxwell says. One of my favorite quotes by John. A leader knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way.
Jesus Christ is the greatest heart surgeon in the universe. He says that every human heart has a sin problem and you need to change from the inside. And when you are changed from the inside by Jesus Christ, then you can help lead the way. And by the way, and this is a big BTW, by the way, he will change what you think needs to be changed to what he wants changed. Now that may come as a shocker to you. His priority system is probably not exactly what yours is. And what you think is such a big deal right now, when you come to Christ, he may completely change that in your heart and mind. Now, why do I say that Jesus Christ is the greatest heart surgeon in the universe? Because he said in Matthew 15, verse 19, this this thing, listen to it. This is Jesus Speaking, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Did you hear what Jesus said? A lot of the things that are problems in this world start in the heart. And because of what people are inside, That's why all of these horrible things come out in the world and affect so many people. Jesus said in Matthew 15, 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. See any of that going on today? Yep. Now, here's an old guy alert. I'm an official old guy, and I proudly wear that as a badge of honor. Here's an old guy alert. I have been alive long enough to say that massive positive changes have already occurred in America since the 60s. Changes that many of you have no idea about and you do not even give us credit for the changes made because you think history started the day you were born. And I say this in Christian love with a smile on my face. If you were not born until the 1980s, zip your lips and learn actual history, not the Marxist revisionist history that you've learned in public schools, you learn real, actual history before you lecture us anymore about change. People before you already bled and made changes to bring the freedom that you have today to protest all the time about change. Listen, to see change Be the change. Well, I'm demanding justice, Pastor Ed. I wouldn't advise that. (laughs) That's about one of the dumbest things you can do. What, demanding justice? Absolutely, it's dumb. You see, 
I wouldn't advise you to be uh, demanding justice because you might get it. What do I mean? I highly advise that you beg God for mercy. Now me, I'm begging God that I not be given the justice that I, I so richly deserve. I need mercy and so do you. And you know what? Once Jesus comes in your heart and mind and you're saved and you realize uh, 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 that justice thing, now I don't want that because <laughs> you really don't. You really want mercy. That's what you really want. Once you are shown mercy, you'll be shocked at how you are able to show mercy to others and actually help bring about true, positive, effective change that pleases the Lord Jesus Christ. So I wouldn't be demanding justice too much. You know, people have said many times, uh, if, if justice was served, planet Earth would be empty. Uh-huh, that's right. That includes you on your high horse. You need to get off your high horse and you need to bow at the feet of Jesus Christ. You need to receive him as your Savior and Lord and not demand justice. You should plead for mercy from Jesus Christ. Now, if you're at the point where you're feeling like this makes sense, nobody is talking about this. This is who I need, Jesus. This is what I need. I'm gonna give you a phone number that you can call and someone will help you come to Christ. Write this number down. I'm going to say it twice. 888-537-8720. 888-537-8720. Call Mondays through Fridays. Call between, uh, you know, Central Eastern and Central Time, something like 8 to 5, uh, you know, 9 to 4, something like that. And someone will answer and they will help you come to faith in Christ. Or if you are doing that right now, receiving Jesus Christ as the solution and the only solution for your sin, and you're, you're allowing him into your life to lead your life, and you're being born again right now by the Spirit of God, if you call that number, 888-537-8720, you will be given help in your new Christian life and beginning to grow spiritually as a new baby Christian. So I urge you to call that number. I want to thank you for listening today. It's been my privilege to share this vital truth with you that change is an inside job. And if you want to see change, be the change. And the first place to start is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Well, thank you for listening. And I pray that God will, will bring these truths to your heart and mind, show you to, how to apply them and how to grow in your faith with Christ. I need your help. I want you to tell your friends and family, your co-workers, your neighbors, your enemies, I don't care. Tell everybody how they can also listen 
to This Week in the Word. Tell them how to find it the easiest way. Just open up their phone or their iPad or their laptop or their desktop and just search for www.dredhill.podbean.com. That's D-R, no period after the D-R, D-R-E-D-H-I-L-L at podbean.com, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. They can also do it the hard way by going to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and places like that. But the easiest way is just type it in a search bar. Many people are listening across the country, but I know that many more need to, and I need your help. So would you post this episode on social media? You know how to do that. I don't even know how to explain it to you (laughs) carefully, but you know how to do that. Post it on Facebook, Instagram, other places, Twitter. Invite people to listen because we need change and it needs to start within us through Jesus Christ. God bless you richly. This week is my prayer. I look forward to sharing the Word of God again with you in our next episode. Bye-bye.